Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. I hope you're having a great day. But if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Today we're going to talk about what can happen when we face disasters or even just very difficult times, and we don't have all the information. We can make judgments upon our relationship with God and His faithfulness based upon that lack of information. Okay, so here we go. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and he saw, and behold, a smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. That's in Genesis 19. Now surely it was a long stare of despair and grief. The smoke and stench of death filled the entire sky. As he looked down upon the plain where the lush pasture and busy cities had been just the day before, I suspect that he had never been so disappointed, so crushed in heart. What had to this point been an amazing walk of faith turned sour. Faith subsided in the wake of sadness. It would seem Abraham turned away. In Genesis chapter 20, it says, And Abraham journeyed from there to the south, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She's my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerar sent and took Sarah. Now many commentators assert that Abraham was simply falling into an old pattern of forsaking Sarah, but that doesn't take into account what had happened just before this. You see, the Lord had just visited Abraham in person, perhaps only a few days or weeks previously. He'd eaten a meal at Abraham's camp and told him that Sarah would have his child in nine months or so. Sarah laughed in disbelief, you remember? Yet Abraham acted here in Gerar as if that promise meant nothing. It was as though he just didn't care anymore. But God protected Sarah. And Abimelech, being warned, did not touch her. Though the king bestowed many gifts upon Abraham as recompense for the heir, the patriarch was exposed as a spinner of the truth. Yet there was still seemingly no conviction. He simply made a lame excuse for his lie, and in the process, indicted God as the one to blame. He said God made him a wanderer. Now, the noted commentator Barnhouse writes, There is a terrible meaning in this verb, wander, which Abraham uses. The Hebrew word occurs exactly 50 times in Scripture, and never in a good sense. It is used of animals going astray, of a drunken man reeling or staggering, of sinful seduction, of a prophet's lies causing the people to err, of the path of a lying heart, Six other words are translated wander, any one of which Abraham might have used, but he used the worst word available. David Guzik writes, Abraham is also indirectly blaming God for the problem. When God called me to wander from my father's house is a way of saying that God sent him out on this dangerous journey upon which Abraham had to protect himself. And he adds, this infers that he didn't believe God would protect him. Also, it's interesting to see that Abraham accepts these gifts when he had refused gifts from a pagan king previously. That was in Genesis 14, because he wanted no one to think that a man had made him rich. Here, because of Abraham's compromise, 
he finds it hard to reclaim the same high moral ground. Wow, the father of our faith acted as though he had none, and furthermore, as though he was pointing the finger at God as being to blame for his poor attitude. Why? No cell phones. What? Bear with me. I'm not intending to treat this serious issue lightly. You see, Abraham dearly loved Lot. In fact, it's easy to imagine him thinking of Lot as a son he never had. It's evident that our hero of the faith took his nephew under his wing after Lot's father died back in Ur. For years, they had roamed the unfamiliar land of promise together. Not long before, Abraham had risked everything to rescue his loved one from the hands of several hostile armies, and just a few days or weeks previously he had gone way out on a limb negotiating with God for Lot's preservation as the Lord was about to destroy Sodom. Well, God seemed intent on depriving Abraham of a parental relationship. That's what I think he's thinking. He told Abraham to send his son Ishmael away, and then, in what was a seemingly crushing disappointment, God destroyed Sodom and Abraham's beloved Lot. Wait a minute, you may think. Lot was saved out of Sodom. God specifically saved him because of Abraham's intercession. And by the way, Ishmael was fine as well. That's right. But I strongly believe that Abraham did not know that until much later. Why? No cell phones. I.e., there was no way for him to know. Recall, Lot headed like a banshee for the hills of Moab and hid out in a cave. Meanwhile, Abraham behaved, as we've discussed, like his heart was broken. He acted as though he felt that God was not who he thought he was. And perhaps he was just uncaring, perhaps untrustworthy. You see, it's quite possible that he was misjudging the faithfulness and goodness of God based upon what he could see with the eyes and his limited understanding of God's plan. The Lord was in the process of stretching his faith big time, but Abraham didn't know that. All he could see was that virtually all the people he loved were taken from him. His brother Nahor, his mother and father Terah, his son Ishmael, his nephew, son Lot, and family. And following God's leading seemed to be leading nowhere. Maybe you can identify with dear Abraham here. I can. But know this, that God is absolutely faithful and good in spite of what your senses and feelings may press upon you. Abraham couldn't see it, but Lot was safe. So was Sarah. And just as he promised, she gave birth to Abraham's son Isaac just nine months later. When our son Gabe went home to be with the Lord, a few of his friends, like Abraham, stumbled in their faith. Some felt they couldn't trust God like they believed. A few were just so hurt they lost hope. But like Lot, Gabe is safe in God's care, and one day they will know that. The walk of faith is not without some stumbling along the way. We're not told how or why or when, but between this sad episode in his life 
and Genesis chapter 22, Father Abraham turned again toward heaven, toward the faith that brought him righteous standing with God. It likely took time, but eventually his faith in God became so strong the Lord could test him with the command to sacrifice Isaac on Mount Moriah. And Abraham never flinched. He had complete trust in God. What a turnaround. Perhaps some tragedy has impacted your walk with the Lord, and you're reading this thinking, maybe God's there, but he's not there for me. Perhaps you've turned away from him ever so slightly, or even 180 degrees. You may know you're off course, but agony has birthed apathy. If that's you or someone you know, take heart. Remember, you don't have a cell phone either. That is, you just don't have all the facts. If you'll turn again to your Heavenly Father, what looks and feels like absolute disaster will one day be shown to you in a whole new light. Don't give up. One day soon, the heavens will open and the Son of God will appear, and He will make all things right. If you've fallen away, don't be condemned. Turn again from Egypt, if you would. Do not sacrifice what God has promised upon the altar of disappointment. Turn again and know that heaven will cheer you on. God will smile and you will know that your Savior is indeed worthy to be trusted, to be loved and followed forever. Now may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust him. Look for our next podcast or sign up for our feed. May you realize more of his grace today.